You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <sighs> All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com. And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to Video Monsters, where we take movies seriously, just not ourselves. I'm Nathan. And I'm Eric. And uh, it's the start of the new year. Yay! It's a new decade, in fact. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's also a new year, so you're not wrong. I mean, technically it's the start of a new century, in that a hundred years ago was a different century. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how we measure time precisely, but That's exactly sure. how we measure time. <laughs> So yeah, man, it's, new decades. It's like it's when a, people are like, I get old every every day. Just, yes, yes, you are. That's how time moves <laughs> forward. It's a great way for us to be starting out the new year, it's, right? It's perfect. It, <laughs> yeah. So we're starting off the new year, and we're starting off with a new podcast, sort of. Even though we kind of started early, so we, we're excited. We have officially relaunched uh, into video monsters. Yeah, we we were doing that soft reboot where it was like, okay. I want to go ahead and start changing the name, (laughs) and I'm still not used to saying it, especially closing things out. I'm just like, that's been it for the, nope, not the name of this podcast anymore. Uh, But yeah, we finally have our new intro music, thanks to my brother, and I absolutely love it. It's very uh, funky and 80s-y and sitcom-y, and I I, I dig it. I do too, for sure. It's good. feels very appropriate. Because if you didn't like it, then you'd be fired. Oh, I mean, I've already been fired a few times. That's you, true. You fire me, and then you're just like, oh, well, uh, now I just have to be by myself. So I guess, Eric, can you come back? Yeah, the the firings on this podcast work about like the, um, oh, what's the one? Oh, crap, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. It's... This was not a good way for me to start a thing. I can picture it in, in my mind. Um, he, he has a show on IFC. E- ah crap this this is not good documentary now sure that's the only ifc show i can think of no bill Hader and uh fred armison no oh my god now it's gonna kill me that i cannot think of the name of it well maybe we should come back to this you know what maybe we should just leave it in the past yeah where, where i forgot about let it. the past die yeah which unfortunately star wars couldn't do anyway <laughs> <laughs> Because, of course, we're starting out with Star Wars, uh, except for the fact that we're not starting out with Star Wars. So, yeah, we have uh, we have the new music and we have a very slightly updated logo from what it had been. Just a few minor tweaks. Mostly we added in the Gargoyle Award, mm-hmm. which I, I think we need to start calling it the Video Monster Award. Yeah, that probably would make sense. It makes a lot the, more sense. Because it video, looks more like a video monster. Video monies. <laughs> Pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so comedy bang bang <laughs> that's the name that i was oh, thinking i've of. never watched that before yeah yeah cool yeah <laughs> this, this, this is a terrible terrible introduction um but that's a perfect introduction because we're kicking things off this year with our series of newer isn't always better 
Yeah, it's a pretty great idea. It's <laughs> because we are a new podcast, sort of. Uh, we're getting a facelift. So you could say that we are remaking the podcast. Yes. Which is kind of a fun fun little uh, way to diverge from our um, beginning of the year discussions last year with New Year, New You. <laughs> so it is a new year and it is a new us. Um, and hopefully we are better. I, so when I first mentioned this to you of like, all right, I want to start out by doing newer isn't always better. And like, that's going to be our official relaunch episode. You were like, dude, that's a terrible idea. We're going to start out by pointing how we're not better. It's like, yeah. yeah. Well, also, and, and also I was thinking like, okay, the other, the other side of that is we're going to start not only a new year, but a new decade by possibly shitting on movies no. for not being better. It, so here's the thing about that. One of the movies is just god awful, and um, it might be a slight punishment for you to be watching it. Yeah, for not attending the film fests. Yeah, um, but the other two, they're not bad. So we're in fact one of them is pretty great. It is pretty. I would argue good. So before we get into that, uh, the other thing that we're also going to be doing this entire year is a sort of last 120 years retrospective ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. We're not really going to be going in depth, but each month uh, we're going to have at least one episode that is just kind of like, you know, highlighting some of the movies from its respective decade. So, for instance, um, in January, we're going to be covering the 1900s and 1910s Mm -hmm. because there wasn't much in 1900, but, you know, a couple of little things. Then in February, it'll be 1920, Mm -hmm. March 1930. Etc. 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 So that that way we're ending December with an episode on 2020. Yeah, and so we're specifically going to try and cover movies from those decades that we have not seen. Yeah. Yeah, because we uh, because I still like as much as I count myself as a cinephile and film fan, like having Letterbox is kind of a blessing and a curse because I'll look back and see like all of the. I can I can uh, select a specific decade and see how many movies from that decade I've seen, and some of those it's like it makes me feel like I'm not a real movie fan. Like, yeah, that's, I'm not a real. <laughs> that's what my friends are for. When I'm like, oh man, I love movies, and like, have you seen this? No. no. Have you seen this? No. Uh, have you seen this? No. How can you say that you love movies? I, because I love movies, I just haven't seen all of them. Yeah, it's really it's it's kind of like a it's our own version of uh, going to film school in a way, sort like of seeing seeing where the movies came from and how they've evolved over the years. It'll be it'll be a fun little experiment. Yeah, uh, those episodes are obviously going to be a little bit different because we're not going to be able to do quite as in depth reviews mm-hmm. uh, as we have on other movies. But what I'm really really looking forward to is uh, this means that our countdown to Halloween in September and October mm-hmm. is going to be the 90s and early 80s. Yeah, that's really cool because that's actually the uh, era the two eras of horror that are typically dismissed, I think. Yep. And they're the kind of, they're the they're probably the eras that are my biggest blind spots in that genre, I would say so in a way cuz like that was the point in time where I was not a fan of horror movies cuz I thought they all sucked and that they were all basically the same. Yep. Um so it'll be fun to go through and try and discover some of those hidden gems that I've missed over the years. Or just looking at crap and being like, "Ah, it's okay, it's uh, not that." Yeah. yeah. Right. So that is our year long plan. But for January, with newer isn't always better, we're going to be covering uh, Evil Dead. Yes. The Fog and mm-hmm. Robocop. Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily in that order. We're still not sure on which episode's coming next. So with this, it, we're, we're not going to be shitting on these movies. I'm going to be saying some of the things that I do not like. Mm-hmm. Eric is going to be wrong. 
and then <laughs> okay as i as i usually am i'm just a sounding board we all know this it's true no we're, we're going to be pointing out some of the things that maybe we like maybe we don't it doesn't mean that these movies are bad spoiler except for the fog the fog is a bad movie i've never seen it so it, yeah it's not just a bad it is a bad movie <sighs> yeah it mm, whether or not you've seen the original the fog remake it just sucks it's like the CW before the CW realized, hey, we can actually make good shows and have pretty people. I'm still not sure how we how we decided on these three in particular. <laughs> well, but, you it, know, whatever. I, a, we just rolling with it. A lot of it, it is because the uh, the episode that we did with Kyle Kukta uh, when we were talking about his blind spot of Evil Dead mm-hmm. 2, correct? Evil Dead 2, think, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so we started talking about Evil Dead 2. And I think one of the other ones he mentioned was The Fog. Like, oh, we should just do these. Mm-hmm. We talked about doing The Thing as one of the ones, but we didn't want to do two John Carpenter episodes. Yeah. yeah Correction. We wanted to do two John <laughs> Carpenter episodes. Uh, for some reason, we we decided on, for some reason, you decided on The Fog. I think that you just really want to watch me squirm some more. Yes. Yeah. It is it is so bad. And we also cuz we had covered the fog previously on the podcast too and you had when you get when we were covering it you gave me a copy of the fog remake and I gave it back <laughs> without watching it and I'm like I'm not going to waste my time with this shit. I don't think that you even like took it home and then were like I'm not like I handed it to you you looked at it and instantly gave it back. No, no, I, t- I took it home. Did you? Although I don't even think I, I took it out of my car. Like I just left <laughs> it there in the passenger seat in my car that I do not lock hoping that somebody would steal it to save me the trouble of watching it. Why and are also you so reckless just, with my movies? Because Nathan, there are some movies that deserve to be lost. And uh, honestly, I haven't seen this movie, but it's I just, so just, I just feel like it's, in my in my bones that it's not worth I, the effort. I I've only seen it once, and I, it might have actually been before I saw the original. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't remember much. Maybe I'm just being too harsh on it. Maybe my memory is just really that bad. But I no, it. I remember it being just absolutely terrible and hating everything about it. Mm-hmm. Typically, we don't like to be harsh on movies. And because, you know, again, like we love movies. And that's part of why we do this podcast is not to be harsh on movies, but to give honest critiques and mm-hmm. then talk about how much we love them, which is why generally we don't talk about movies that we don't like. Yeah. I don't like I don't like shitting on movies for the most part. Like, it's just and, not. And we're not going to. Yeah. But I do think that it's important to have an honest critique. No, absolutely. Yeah. I want to be honest. I mean, we've talked about this before on other episodes when I have negative reviews on certain things. <laughs> but with all of these movies, the uh, newer is not always better. They mm-hmm. do not compare to the movies that they are remaking. Now, we had also talked about um, about covering about the uh, covering the ones that we had talked about before so the fly the thing and the blob because yeah. those were remakes mm-hmm. and like we had talked about how great those are we're going to talk a little bit about that when we talk about the fog because mm-hmm. when we talk about the fog of course we're going to talk about the thing because it'll be a john carpenter episode yeah so, uh, right so let's go ahead and start getting into this one okay. uh today's episode is evil dead mm-hmm. and from 2013 yes the uh is, is it fede alvarez is that how you pronounce it fede alvarez fede yeah i always feel like i'm mispronouncing his name yeah they i um listened to an interview with him on shockwaves recently and it, they pronounce it fede okay so. 
And it, so this one is an especially interesting one because it made two of the top tens of, of shockwaves of uh, top horror movies of the last decade. Of the decade, yeah. It, so this is one of the main reasons I wanted to revisit this sure. is because I kept seeing it pop up in best horror movies of the decade lists. Um, and it was it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I remember watching this movie and really having a good time with it and wanting to revisit over revisit it over the years. But it's not some a movie that I particularly like I don't think of it that often. It's just like if it comes up in conversation, it's like, oh yeah, I really like that movie. I'd love to watch it again, but it's not one that I've made a priority for. So I was kind of shocked to see it popping up in a number of lists. In fact, Ryan Turek, spoiler alert, I guess if you don't want me to spoil his list, he had it at number one on his best well, they, of the decade they, they've list. They've posted it already. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. They post it on Twitter, don't they? Uh, and then Bloody Disgusting did their list of like the top 25 horror movies of the decade. And it was like, number three is Hereditary. Number two is Get Out. And I'm sitting here like, what in the hell could be number one? And it was Evil Dead. And I'm just like, huh, interesting. I, I was like, I really, really need to rewatch this movie. I, I don't see it. All right, we're, we're going to get into that. I don't agree is with it, but I now that I've rewatched it, I get where they're coming from. I don't disagree. I also don't agree. So, I mean, <laughs> it shouldn't be much of a spoiler that obviously we do not think that the Evil Dead remake is nearly as great as Evil Dead, since this is how we're kicking off our series of newer <laughs> isn't always better. But one thing I do want to say is that newer isn't always better. Does but not mean bad. Does not mean bad. Also doesn't mean that it has to be. I don't believe, and I also don't typically com- try to compare remakes to the original, especially if it's, a, because I think the best remakes try to do their own thing while paying homage to the original, which, right. and that's, that's what I really like about this movie. Well, so, so let's actually start with that, because um, we're, we're going to go through and do, you know, our standard reviews things of... Um, what prior information did we have and how did that shape our expectations? What did we think of the movie from a technical standpoint? What did we think of it from an emotional standpoint? How rewatchable is it and who we recommend it for? Mm-hmm. Um, but because we're doing it with the newer isn't always better piece um, with each of these movies, we're going to talk about, okay, how does it actually stack up to the original? Because, right, you don't have to watch a movie just to compare it to uh, to what it's remaking. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we talked about that when we did The Blob, The Fly, and The Thing, because all of those are 80s remakes of 50s horror movies. Yeah. But most of us in the 80s didn't see the original 50s. We only saw the ones from the 80s. Right. So we didn't know that they were remakes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other movies that we probably have seen the remakes before watching the original. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially with Evil Dead, like it is just so iconic mm-hmm. that it's one of the movies for me that it is impossible to not compare it to the original. Yeah, and I'm and I'm coming from the. In, in fact, I actually saw the remake before I saw the original. That is. Um, and because I just a way saw, of watching them. well, and I just saw the the original movie a couple years ago on this podcast. And we have an episode about it, yeah. and it was one of those movies that just blew my mind. Yeah, because it, I mean, it's kind of the, I guess you could call it the first true Cabin in the Woods movie. It's kind of the progenitor of these. I don't even know if I'm using that word correctly. Sure, it's, why not? Just make up words. It is the it is the <laughs> OG Cabin in the Woods movie, and it's one of those like when you watch it. It still doesn't. I mean, a lot of times you'll see these movies that have been ripped off so many times. And you, if you go back and watch it after seeing the ripoffs, you won't enjoy it as much, I think, because you've seen it done to death. And 
you can't really quite put it into context how original it was at the time. And Evil Dead is one of those movies where, despite the fact that there are an endless number of imitations, it still feels very singular yeah. and scary and dangerous. And it's it's a fantastic movie. Well, and for me, it's one of those movies that no many how no many how many times. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My coffee has not fully kicked in yet. Okay. <laughs> no matter how many times I watch this movie, like I always remember how much I love it, but I always forget how much I just really freaking love this movie. Yeah. You know, it's like whenever I'm watching it, it's like, oh my God, I love this movie so much. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it is one of the best movies of all time. It is not the greatest movie. Like it's got tons of flaws, but that's part of where so much of its charm comes from. And it's it's a very D.O. It's the kind of movie that makes you feel like you can make movies and also at the same time realize you can never make anything as good as Evil Dead. Right. (laughs) Like it's it's like, oh, I can go strap a camera to a plank of wood and run through the woods. It won't be this good. And the fact that he made it this good (laughs) with what he had is what's incredibly impressive about it. Yeah. And, you know, like with what you were saying of like you still watch it and it still feels dangerous and it still feels original. It's because it is, you know, like Mm -hmm. when you're watching it. Yeah. You can't go back and watch it for the first time and you can't be a part of the audience that saw it for the first time. But no matter how many times I've seen it, I still get shocked. Like, man, that is just just insane that they had to do all of that stuff on set. And Mm -hmm. it's not the same experience, but man, it gets close every single time that I watch it. Uh, And we also, well, EB and I, because... At least two of us went to Knoxville Horror Film Fest, <laughs> just saw the 4K restoration oh, yeah, of this right. at Knox Horror Fest. So it was still incredibly fresh. And then rewatching it on DVD, it's like, you know what? It's still, it still is great. I don't even care how grainy it is. It's just awesome. Especially since uh, the copy that I have. You're pulling it out. I'm pulling it out right now. <laughs> so one of the, one of the copies uh, that I have has a little ladies of the evil dead booklet where like it's interviewing the oh, three cool. women that were a part of it. That's really cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool, really cool edition of it. <clears throat> and it has ash, obviously not from evil dead. Like this is evil dead Two ash. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you can very clearly see that that is uh, yeah. not. Okay. Bruce Campbell <clears throat> changed a lot in between those sequels. He's, he's very baby faced in the original. He grew five extra chins and I love it. He absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. It's like his chin went all super saiyan. So yeah. So now that we've established nothing can ever touch it, let's talk about a movie that I think doesn't really try to do that. I so, think it's trying to do its own thing. And I really appreciate that about it. That is one of the things that I do love about the Evil Dead remake. Which is For, which is Evil Dead. Right. It drops the, the article. Right. <laughs> which is weird because apart. when you talk about Evil Dead, hardly anyone actually says the Evil Dead. Yeah. People just say Evil Dead, talking about Sam Raimi, but that is the Evil Dead. I think because of the sequels, this in the second one, it's Evil Dead 2. It's not the Evil Dead 2, which is, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, and it, anywho. <laughs> so, most of our comparison, we're probably going to maybe talk a little bit about Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, but the majority of our comparison is going to be the original, the Evil Dead, and then Fetty Alvarez's remake, sequel, same universe thing it's it's i guess it's it was positioned as a remake but but fetty himself has said that in his mind he wasn't attempt he wasn't trying to remake the movie in fact in the interview i listened to he said that he didn't even rewatch the original movie when he started writing the script for this one like he deliberately did not do it because he wanted to evoke the memory of the movie and not just try to to redo it 
And that's and, one of the things that I love about mm-hmm. it. I love that uh, that Fede Alvarez, like he wasn't trying to remake Evil Dead because it is so iconic that mm-hmm. there's no way that you can. There's exactly. no way that you can top that. And I think he understands, too, that the appeal of the series overall is that each movie in this series is so radically different from what came before. And uh, which is it's funny because I know a lot of people don't like this remake because it's not funny. And I think a lot of people associate Evil Dead with the humor. And it's interesting because if he's trying to redo the first movie, the first movie is not funny. The first movie's not funny on purpose. Not it's funny, funny on purpose. Yeah. But it's funny because of like the overacting. Right. And but but yeah, like that is what I think a remake needs to do to do a remake well mm-hmm. is to take the original concept give you some of those same feelings but not try to just give you the exact same movie yes the only only time that i'm more okay with the exact remake and even then i have issues with it is when um a movie is being remade from like a foreign film for an american audience and like adding a little bit more american sensibilities i still have issues with it like let me in and let the right one in right or um um Vanilla Sky and Opera yeah. and Mm -hmm. so like things like that where it's the same director or it's still the same people involved or it's pulling from yeah or funny games where it's basically a shot for shot that one doesn't even make any sense anywho (laughs) but like I still have issues with that but I'm more okay with a like shot for shot remake when it's the same people involved just trying to do it better Mm. or like Sam Raimi with Evil Dead 2. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what's Evil funny. Dead. This isn't even I would I would argue this isn't even the first remake because Evil Dead 2 really is kind of a remake of the original. Right. So so yeah, like for me for a remake to be good, it has to have the same feelings but not try to give you the same movie. Mm. Because if I want to watch the same movie, I'm just going to watch the original. I don't I, it to me it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It 100% on board there. Yeah. I want something different. I, yeah. It, it's weird to me when people get mad when something isn't exactly the same with better effects. It's like, who who wants that? Yeah. Especially because better effects from the Evil Dead makes that a worse movie, I feel like. Because well, the appeal of that movie is the effects and the way they did it. Anyway. Right. So I don't want to get too bogged down in this. but So, yeah. Like, I think that Evil Dead does what remakes should do where it's doing something different. And there are many, many things that I do love about the remake and some things that I, I don't. And to mm-hmm. me, it's not and, – and, and it's not just like, oh, well, how can it live up to Evil Dead or The Evil Dead because nothing can. It's not just that. Mm-hmm. I don't mm, – I, yeah. mm, I, I don't know. All right. Well, let's yeah. do this. All so right. prior, prior information. So I guess we've kind of gotten into this a little bit. I will. The only thing I want to add is that, um, again, I really wanted to check this out. This was like this is part of the reason why I'm okay with us doing the fog and RoboCop because we're doing Evil Dead. Like I was like, if I can do Evil Dead, I'm cool with whatever the other two movies are. It's fine because I just had to rewatch this. Um, the only pregaming I did, I did not rewatch the original Evil Dead movie. I watched. I rewatched. Man. The Cabin in the Woods, because I thought that that would be kind of a fun thing. Because one of the main criticisms of this movie was it was like, why would you try to make another serious Cabin in the Woods movie after Cabin in the Woods? Yep. It skewered the genre. Yep. And so I was like, okay, I want to watch it through that lens. I want to watch this first and then think of, and I was like, okay, if I don't like it this time, then I can just at least pretend like it's it exists in this and there's like a control room underneath them dictating their every move. 
But it was interesting because I feel like this movie, because of the way that it tries to set itself apart right from the beginning, it doesn't really feel like it falls into the standard tropes of the cabin in the wood genre. I think it does a fantastic job of setting itself apart right from the get go. And it doesn't like, I think it absolutely works as a serious, like horror movie that is just trying to absolutely assault you with its imagery and its scares. And, uh, so yeah, anyway, that's that's kind of my prior information. I was really hoping to enjoy it even more, and I was looking at it from the eyes of somebody, like thinking about how many people have put this as one of their favorite horror movies of the past decade. So, yeah, we've already kind trying of to understand why covered that. all of uh, all, all of the prior information. the The biggest piece of prior information and how that shaped my expectations. The first time that I watched it, like I expected it to be more serious, and I enjoyed it the first time didn't love it but i enjoyed it and re-watching it still thinking about when it came out it was supposed to be a much more serious take mm-hmm. on uh on evil dead and it wasn't trying to just redo it it was trying to do something different all this other stuff that to me uh in terms of how it shaped my expectations is probably my biggest issue with the evil dead remake because my expectation of it being a serious horror movie to me, the serious drama at the beginning doesn't land. And and we're about to get into that with the, uh, the technical and emotional, but if I had been expecting it to be more of just a standard Cabin in the Woods movie, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have some of the issues that I'm about to talk about. Yeah. If I was expecting it to be just kind of a... You know, not as fun, but just updated, shinier version of Evil Dead. I wouldn't have had as many problems with it. I would have had different problems of then why bother remaking it. Mm-hmm. But it was my expectation of they're not going zany; they're going serious. Yeah. Well, they're going. S- they're they're going serious with the plot. They're going serious. They're going serious they're tra- with trying the to make plot. It scary. Yeah. And to me, that was one of the biggest issues. So. Technically, mm-hmm. uh, that is one of my biggest issues <laughs> is it's trying to be a, a serious horror movie. And I it's not that it did it poorly. It's that I feel like there were so many missed opportunities mm-hmm. because I love the fact that they are there to try to get Mia off of drugs. Yeah. Like, I think that that is a great premise it's- rather than a bunch of people going up to the woods to party. They are there for like a serious reason. Mm-hmm. I think it's really brilliant. And I, I love it, especially with the fact that, you know, she had died from ODing before and she had to be resuscitated. And then spoilers. Oh, yeah, obviously. by the way, yeah, we're going to be spoiling the shit out of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> <Just> it's <laughs> what, seven years old at this point. So, spoilers. Yeah. and then at the end, the way that she somehow gets unpossessed, whatever, that's stupid. But at that point, I don't care. You know, she has to die and then get resuscitated. So, like. I, I love that it has that beginning and how it ties into the end. I, I really do love the premise mm-hmm. of her kicking drugs. For me, that like that was it. There is nothing that happens that shows her actually battling with um, with getting off of drugs. There, yep. There's the one scene where she's outside just walking in a circle in a rain. Mm. Okay, cool. But like, there's not enough to actually show the the drama and the weight of mm. her trying to come down off of drugs. Yes. Other than people telling you that, and uh, and I I want to love this movie. I really want to love it. 
And you don't see as many issues with it as I do. Yeah, no. It doesn't bother me at all. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't expect drama, serious drama out of these movies. But that's the problem, is it was, to me, the way that it was marketed was as a serious drama that then has everything hit the fan. Yeah, I don't... That's And that's the thing. For for me, I didn't expect that, and I don't think that is what this movie is trying to be. I think that they use the... I think that it is. I don't think... No, because this movie... Hit the shit hits the fan twenty five minutes in. Like they are, they are using this premise to orient you to help you understand the stakes, and to nope. help you empathize with Mia because she is in a situ like in an awful situation. I think here's why but, I think but, the, pre- but, the but premise is okay, brilliant. Hold, hold hold on, because okay. two quick things. Yes. First off, the premise is great because she is supposed to be going through a lot of things. You just don't actually see her battling with addiction and battling with um, with trying to quit drugs. I don't and, think it and, tries to serve. It's not serving that purpose, though, in the narrative. But to me, but then it shouldn't have been part of the premise. Like if that's not going to be a thing then that shouldn't have been a thing. And yeah, some of it is because, you know, I used to do substance abuse counseling. And so I have a little bit closer experience with actually seeing people battling addiction. I I just didn't see that in the movie. Mm -hmm. And the other thing in terms of, but I don't think they were trying to go for serious. Then that whole pre, not pre-credits, but pre-title uh, screen where it has the the girl and they're in the woods and she gets burned down. How did that not burn the cabin down? Whatever, don't care. <laughs> where you know, like it's it's this little girl and she's all tied up and you're supposed to really care because that's an emotional scene mm-hmm. of like, Daddy, why are you doing this? I'll eat your soul. Oh right, of course she's a dead eyed. Yeah, like it, it's setting it even in that scene as like a deep emotional. You should really care that this man is about to kill his daughter, except for the fact that I don't know anything about them. And so I don't care. That's not. How do I know that they are not a cult? Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, because then she is a demon. But I don't know about anything about any of these people. They might be terrible people. They might have been the ones to unleash the deadites Mm -hmm. on purpose because the, the one old woman obviously understood what the Necronomicon was saying in terms of how to defeat her. Mm-hmm. How do I know that she wasn't an old witch who was trying to summon forth a demon and just using this girl as mm-hmm. a vessel? And there is you no context. But you don't, it doesn't matter. Then why is it there? And and, and I agree. I mean, I agree. I think that the it, prologue, uh, I, th- I think the prologue is kind of pointless, but I think it is, I mean, it's screenwriting 101. It's like you need to hook the audience from the opening scene. And I think it's a good way to set the tone of the movie. I don't think it's trying to set the tone as an emotional roller coaster. I think it's trying to set the tone as a f***ed up horror movie. And but, it does that very well. But then those Again, are the things that shouldn't have been there. Like, like if it's not going to... Um, if the tone is going to be more of just a here's how crazy and over the top the gore is going to be, then I don't care about the plot. And, and that is where my issue with it comes in. Because... Once the violence starts kicking in, you know, oh, oh mm-hmm. God, especially the sound design. Like, it's incredible. Oh, it makes me squirm even thinking about it. Yeah. When the one girl is in the shower cutting her face and you don't even see it for a few minutes, but you hear that just like you can feel the flesh tearing. Yeah. Oh, man. And especially because the way it's revealed. It's mm, like, uh, yeah. It's and, so incredible. At That's, the end <sighs> when the weird little deadite like stabs Mia with the machete and then pulls it back out and you hear it slicing through her knee. Yeah, it is. The sound design is like 
stomach churning. I think on a technical level, as far as not even like outside of writing and everything on a technical level, just from the camera work to the lighting, to the sound design, uh, to like, they use like the dolly zooms, the vertigo effect in a lot of scenes, like the way that everything is just edited and put together in this movie is absolutely incredible. That kind of sort of imitates, like you get the Raimi, uh, like, running through the wood shots but it's not overused it's not like it doesn't feel like it's trying to rip off the original it feels like it is evoking the mood but it also still feels very much like its own thing and it, right. it's i it's, mean it's a lot more fluid so it doesn't yeah. feel like it's trying to rip it off it doesn't it, feel as diy it is such a beautifully made movie there are many many things about this movie that i love and mm. I, I like i feel like i have to keep saying that because i really don't hate <laughs> this movie i really like it yeah it's my mm. When it gets to the gore, it is great. Yeah. Um, 25 when, minutes. <laughs> and see, the, again, I just I just want to well, point and, out. And even the people who have talked about like how the um, unrated extended cut is a better cut, mm-hmm. we've not had a chance to see that. But from what you were looking up yesterday um, in terms of, all right, let's look at the comparisons between these two. There's less plot and more action. And that makes it a better movie. And I I see that and I can totally agree with that in the sense that if I'm not supposed to spend as long trying to care about these characters and it's mm-hmm. just more straight to the gore, then yeah, I could see it being a way better movie because it's just like, eh, plot, whatever, who cares? That's not the point. Gore. Mm-hmm. But but that's the problem is there is a plot and you should really care about Mia and her battling mm-hmm. drug addiction and you should care that the brother was absent and he's yeah. having to like really work to regain the trust of his sister except nothing that he does shows that he is a distant brother other than people telling you that he hasn't been there. And I disagree ah like in my mind here's what I here's what I like about it here's what, the premise I think is brilliant because it is here's a what you like about it you're wrong. I think, and I'm just giving my side of the thing. Sure. I don't, ex- I don't expect or even want an addiction drama out of this. What I like about the the premise is that first of all, it's it's different. It sets itself apart. It is not just a bunch of partying teens coming up here to have sex and you know relax or whatever. And in those movies, I typically don't care about the first half hour of the movie because it's like, oh, it's the same shit over and over. These are just stereotypical teenagers you've got them all fitting within these very specific molds which again is parodied in cabin in the woods right none of the people fit those molds in this movie and the reason why they are there is not for selfish reasons it's for completely selfless reasons they're there to support their friend except they aren't like they are no no no. absolutely that's why they're there told that they are there the movie does nothing to actually present that. And oh, like, I totally disagree. Mm, that, like the whole no. reason, like that is, that's like, and that's why I like the premise because the premise is all you need to know that they are there to support no, their because friend. because when she, the, the few things that you actually see of her coming down off of whatever, heroin, cocaine, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Uh, the few scenes that you see of that, her friends are like almost angry at her. You know, like when she's there, just like, can't you all smell that? There's something that stinks in here. They're almost angry at her for having some sort of heightened sense. Also, I didn't that, feel that way at all. That really bugs me that no one else smelled all of the rotting carcasses. But these <laughs> things shouldn't bug me. 
they're very in a standard horror movie. Exactly. And that's why that's why I, I find it weird that you're judging this movie at such a higher level, because I think it's a movie that is trying to be a serious horror movie, but I don't think it's trying to be a realistic horror movie. But but that's my problem with it is and why I think this could have been a great like I think you want movie. it to be more realistic. And I don't think the movie wants to be I, more. realistic. I have higher expectations for it because of where it very easily could have gone. Yeah. Like you and I prefer to judge the movie based on what it is trying to do rather than what it could have been. But so I, that's kind of. But the things that you're just opinion. like, oh, but here's why it doesn't matter. Then it's like, if it doesn't matter, then it doesn't need to be there. You know, like if no, it doesn't. Yes. I disagree. Yes. And I was I trying mean, to explain why it no. doesn't need to be there. But, <laughs> but why it on. doesn't need to be there. Or why it does need to be there. In premise, it does need to be there. In premise, I really really enjoy it mm-hmm. also our technical and emotional is just all over the place with this of course one. yeah <laughs> the, one of the best examples i brought this up when we talked about it before the dog the dog gets introduced and there's not really any connection between mia and the dog mm-hmm. other than just like oh hey look the dog's there and then later it also serves a purpose to be pointing out, hey, guys, you know that thing that she smells? I also smell it, too. How do you not smell all of these rotting carcasses? Like, oh, a dog smells it? Well, maybe it's real. Mm-hmm. But I forgot about that scene because the dog is forgettable. And then the next scene that you see the dog, it's dead. Yeah. I didn't care that the dog died. I care when animals get hurt. Mm-hmm. Obviously, movie dogs not the same because they're not real. But, like, I didn't care because I forgot that the dog even existed. Yeah. When the only reason that I remembered it this time is because I remembered forgetting that the dog existed. Mm-hmm. So, rewatching it, when it gets to the dog, I don't think, like, oh, man, they killed off Grandpa. Oh. But it was just like, oh, right, yeah, the dog. Mm-hmm. Dead. Wait, did the dog, like, ever even bark? ever at anything well the dog is only in the movie for a few again it's not there that long there's no reason for it to have barked there's no reason for it to have existed it does though because that's the that is the the dog dying is what sets it is basically the inciting incident of the movie because again and well i i I am not a script writer and so obviously you know i'm not the one doing all these changes but to me, the things that could have been changed were such simple changes and could have made this a great movie. Mm-hmm. You just like have the dog be in the scenes with Mia where you don't have to have her saying, oh, thank God that my emotional support dog is here mm-hmm. to provide me emotional support in this emotionally exhausting time. Yeah. You don't have to have her saying that. Just have the dog in the scenes with her sure. as an obvious way of this as a comfort for her. Yeah. And I think that then when the dog dies, you care. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with you in thinking that that would be better. But at the same time, I also don't feel like the movie, (laughs) I don't feel like the movie is a weaker movie because that doesn't happen. I don't know. I mean, like, I I see, I definitely see where you're coming from, but I also, I didn't feel that way about the movie at all. Like, I think, again, I think that the premise, what is great about the premise is they don't care about the addiction drama. It works because it is a simple, elegant, nimble way to set up the stakes, help you understand, like, yeah, I like these people because they are trying to help their friend. And you don't need but you the don't other. Actually see any of the? But help. you don't need any of the friends to be fleshed out either. Yes, well, you, you do. do. See, you do, you <laughs> you do, do see, need the friends. Nathan, have you seen the original you, Evil Dead? None of those people are fleshed out at all. They are more fleshed out than this. Totally actually, disagree. Mm, no. Okay. So. I'll, I'll come back to that. And, and again, it doesn't matter because that's not what the movie's about. The movie's about carnage and we're like 30 but, minutes in and we haven't even talked that, about how that what's is, great about this movie. But to me, that's the biggest problem is for it to be a more serious take. 
I should really, really care about these characters so that when the carnage does start happening, I'm like, no, no, like I should care about mm-hmm. every single one of them that dies. Yeah. There should be sure. some sort of emotional loss with every single character dying. And there isn't. It's yeah. really cool gore effects. Well, and, and for me, I think, like, for me, the emotional <laughs> core of the movie is Mia and her struggles. And I empathize with her. I like Mia. And the fact that all of these people are there to help her makes me like them too. So it's enough to make me emotionally invested because everything that happens, what makes it hit so hard is the way that it affects her and David to a certain extent and their relationship. And so I think that, I mean, I'm not like welling up with tears or anything at any moment in this movie, but I am invested enough in that journey to feel something every single time the horror hits except for the fact i'm not saying that you're wrong Mm -hmm. i'm just saying for me the reason that that doesn't work is because she turns into a deadite too early in the movie so you don't like that you don't have time (laughs) to get invested in her struggles again a very easy fix could have been she isn't the one who gets infected first so that way when the other people do start doing weird dead id things she doesn't know if she is going crazy from withdrawals, if she's going crazy from uh, from her mom going crazy, mm-hmm. or if it's the deadites. Again, and that I, could have been such a well. And see, I don't, of it. I don't particularly like that because I've seen that movie before. <clears throat> that movie is Evil Dead. Is the Evil Dead? This movie yeah, is the Evil Dead does a better job of showing Ash go crazy. But then it does showing Mia go through the the hell that is withdrawing from drugs. Mm, okay, but here's here's where and, I disagree. And that's my issue. I don't think, I don't like, I'm, I'm glad that this movie is not about struggling with whether or not you're going crazy. What I like about it is but, that. Then it shouldn't she have is, had her going well, off of drugs. But no, because what works about that is because since she is possessed first, nobody believes her whenever she's screaming about things in the room and about seeing things because they're like, oh, this is just a symptom of the withdrawal. Except for the fact that when she is vomiting an ungodly amount of blood on the woman, then her response is she's psychotic and what's up with her eyes? Okay, but to put it in context, no, right before no, that, no. no, no, you have to let me say this. Right before <laughs> you, that happens, you can she, say it, but you're wrong. Right before that happens, she walks into the room, shoots her brother in the shoulder, attacks her friend, and vomits on her, and then is thrown into a cellar where she is bashing her way out. So. Yeah, in that moment, if I just had blood vomit all over me and I'm in shock at what just happened and I'm looking at her trying to bash her way out of the cellar, yeah, she's like, she's going psychotic, clearly. No, especially for the nurse to be the one who and just again, had all of that blood I don't expect realism from this movie. It, I think it works in context. Except for the fact that it is set up as a more realistic movie. And, and again, I don't think it is. I think it's a serious it, movie, not a realistic I, movie. But I think <laughs> that it is trying to be a more serious, realistic movie. And that is, to me, what sets it apart from Evil, from The Evil Dead. And that is why I love it. In premise, it's just I do not care about any of these characters. And that's when, fine. When it gets to the gore, it's great. And the uh, how many practical effects they used, I think, is amazing. Love the fact that they use practical effects. Uh, I, I, I love all of the little winks and nods to the original mm-hmm. without it being so tongue-in-cheek that it feels just hammy. You know, like even the line, I, I hate the line when she's like, and what was with her eyes? Because it doesn't even make any sense in that yeah, context. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that line is kind of dumb. There, some it, of the dialogue in this in this movie is dumb, especially when people are possessed. It's like, I mean, it's like very exorcist-like 
your mother sucks cocks in hell kind of stuff, which right. I'm I always think is ridiculous in any movie, even The Exorcist. But I mean, it's fine. Like it's <laughs> the dialogue is also silly when they show up and it's like, hey, friend, I'm going to reintroduce you to the career that I have so that you can understand the context for the role that I'm going to play in this movie. I'm a teacher, uh, so I'm going to be the one reading the book. I'm a medical person, so I'm going to be the one saying that she's getting the exact same treatment here in this dilapidated old uh, cabin that she would in a hospital. I'm the brother. I'm here because I'm the like because I'm trying to redeem. My, I, and see, I don't have as much of a problem with <laughs> it. I don't think me. it's that bad because they're and that's why I like that the brother has been estranged because it makes sense. It's like, oh, we haven't seen you in a while, but you don't like, get oh, any hey, of that. City, I, I, I do not think that you get enough of the these people don't know him because he's been estranged for so long. I think you get exactly enough without getting too much. No, that, I, I like that the movie doesn't get itself bogged down in too much of that. It gives you exactly enough to get the plot started because what I come to Evil Dead to see is a whole bunch of crazy carnage and a roller coaster ride of scares and thrills and chills. And, and you get and that. You absolutely get that in space. You in just don't movie. care about any of the characters. Here's, a, here's another way that they very easily could have fixed the plot to have gotten rid of all these things so that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter as much without it being a standard cabin in the woods we're all going up to party the pre-credit scene could have been them at the mother's funeral no yes i love that this movie starts right at the cabin and no. doesn't ever leave no that would be worse no because the connection doesn't matter the pre-credits, that's hereditary you're, the you're talking about <laughs> could have yep pre pre-credits could have been them at the funeral and then they're going up to the family cabin as a way to deal with the loss of their mother. And sure, the brother and sister can have some dialogue about, you know, where were you? Um, you know, why didn't you show up when she was in the hospital? What? Like, there could have been some of that dialogue to where, you know, there was some estrangement. But at least now he's making an effort because at least he was at the funeral. Uh, you know, they are there at the family cabin. The friends are there to provide some emotional support. You can still have a more serious movie mm-hmm. without having to then deal with the, well, wait a second. If she's coming down off of drugs, why isn't all of this other stuff happening? It could have it could have taken away so many of my problems to have it be a much more simple plot. Because then, you know, maybe the girl has a history of, of depression. And so part of the reason that they're all there is just to watch her to make sure that she also doesn't start doing the same things the mother did like it see and that's what you're describing is a serious drama that becomes a horror movie that is not what this movie is but that's what it sets itself up to be and that's my problem with it i think that's what you set it up to be no (laughs) that's okay i mean look i get where you're coming from i just i think that would be admittedly that's not the movie i want to see admittedly that is my expectation and how this didn't live up to it yeah yeah but listen, Nathan. I'm, I'm going to stop talking about that because that's okay. that that is my biggest problem with it. But that's also the least part of the movie. So much of the movie is the gore and the practical effects and the, the just the blood and man. I have to point out too. I just want to point out really quick. Fede Alvarez was a first-time director. This is yes. the first. He made a short film, a YouTube movie. I meant to watch it beforehand, but it was like a YouTube. His, his story is fascinating because he made a YouTube movie that apparently Kanye West saw. And like because he had animation in it and Kanye West like was an animation curator at one point because of course he is. And nothing surprises me with him. Right. And some like the day after he uploaded this movie to YouTube, he got a call from multiple agents in Hollywood and everybody had seen it. And then he basically made a movie deal within a week. And it's a crazy story. And he didn't really have any kind of professional training. 
And the fact that he came from that background to make this movie, a movie that is this technically accomplished and well, like, and the fact that it like is adamant about doing practical effects and practical effects that are absolutely extraordinary. Yeah. And like he is using so many of these fantastic cinematic techniques. Like this is a guy who is absolutely thrilled to be playing in the sandbox. And he is just relishing every opportunity to pull out every trick in the book. And that's what I love about it. Cause his joy in putting this movie together, I think you can tell just in the way it's put together. And that is what I love about it. Cause it feels like, the original Evil Dead and in that way. that stuff I love about yes, it. Yes, it's Again, so good. the last half of the movie is great. I just don't care about any of the characters, so I don't care when any of them die. But, but yeah, yeah. The, the gore is amazing. Uh, he does something that I think is incredibly smart that I didn't actually think about um, until I was watching, um, I, I want to say it's Red Letter Media. Mm-hmm. I think it was a much older episode because it was when uh, Evil Dead came out. Um, but they used to do, maybe they still do, um, a, a review series called Half in the Bag. Where okay. I think they just get like half drunk yeah. or totally drunk <laughs> and then start reviewing Riffing. it. Um, but at one point, one of the guys was like, do you think that they had it rain blood at the end to hide the blood to keep it from being NC-17? And I was like, holy crap, I didn't think about that. But yeah, I think that's that that's probably what he did. Huh. Because, you know, in movies, because censorship is weird. Um you can't have blood that looks too realistic or else like that instantly ramps up the rate. Yeah. You know, like in kill bill when it had to go to black and white to keep it from right, getting yeah. NC 17. I really think that that's what he did in terms of having it rain blood aside from, you know, maybe there was some context. I, I don't know. I think from a production standpoint, it was if everything is covered in blood, then you don't notice how much blood. blood is coming out of the body. <laughs> right. It's so like, I still, this movie was originally rated NC 17. And I think here's what I think they is kind of brilliant about it. This movie is so <clears throat> extraordinary. This is absolutely got to be the goriest mainstream horror film of all time. I mean, there's no way there's any other, the, if, the violence in this movie is so excessive and incredible. It's so the kind of thing where uh, like in researching or like watching movies, like this film is not yet rated. It's like, the movie was probably so extreme to begin with that if they made just a few cuts here and there, MPA is like, okay, fine. It is not as bad as it was. So right. we're going to give it an R. And that's what I think is kind of brilliant about how much they get away with. Well, it's I like mean, the same thing with the evil dead. Like mm-hmm. it was so over the top. And when in the original evil dead was, was rated, I think it still technically is in C 17. Yeah. On, on the whole, it's still showing as in C 17. Um, yeah, like that stuff is great. And mm-hmm. for those reasons, I can understand why it is so high on so many people's list. Yeah. Like as far as like giving you exactly what you want out of this kind of horror movie, I think this movie delivers more than almost any other horror movie of its ilk. And I think to I I f- think that if a different writer fixed the first part then it's a great movie because I don't, and I do, I don't I would even point necessarily out. think that Fede Alvarez is a bad director because like, especially Mia. Oh my God. Even though she is a deadite for most of it, like 
you you do see a lot of emotional range in Chain that. Levy's and performance is extraordinary in this movie. And I think, too, that's another reason why I forgive the script a lot, because so much of the emotion I feel for her character just comes through in her body language. Yeah. And the way that he frames her in close-up, and her eyes especially, too, like, her terror is absolutely palpable in the movie. And it is just, it's really an incredible performance. I mean, I'm blown. It, it makes it, it's so incredible that I don't mind that the other actors are not nearly is good like the Shiloh Fernandez who plays David he's fine but he's he's the kind of guy who's like just does not have much charisma everyone and except for Mia is so bland it's not that they're bad it's just they're just like yeah yeah but and you know you've mentioned a few times that you love the fact that they are not the tropes of a cabin in the woods movie mm-hmm. which yes I love that in theory but also because they are not the tropes you know even less about them. At least when I, someone's playing a trope, <laughs> you know exactly who that character is. I absolutely is. love, I love to, I, I love that your part of your argument is if this movie were worse, it would be better. <laughs> be, because it could have been so great. So I, I like, use this I wish example. It's, you're like, man, if they had been do, doing the tropes instead of doing something different, I would have liked it so much more. Because I would have had lower expectations. So yeah, it would have so met weird. those expectations. So weird. Like you're punishing the movie for trying to do something different. I'm saying why. And I mean, again, I know it's not. They're trying, it tries to do something different and to me it what they were trying to do different to me didn't work because the gore worked but that's Mm. not trying to do something different it's doing a different style of gore and it is showing things that you you know you don't see the uh, the line of makeup and you don't see the uh the Cairo syrup like you don't see uh, all of the the faults in it so it does look a lot sleeker but the things to me that worked the best about Evil Dead are the things that weren't that different. Mm-hmm. G- great. They were great. Again, fantastic horror when it gets to the horror side of it. Yeah, it is relentless. This movie is absolutely relentless with that stuff. I mean, once the horror kicks in, it does not let up. But that's not what sets it apart. Because then it's just a super gory horror movie without it being torture porn. Like, I do love that. I love how... This movie is over the top violent Mm -hmm. without it being like Saw or Hostel or stuff where like it's really focusing on, yeah, we're going to torture people. It's like, no, especially when humans are doing that to other humans. No, no. Makes me feel icky. I don't like it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. I was just thinking about like it's it's interesting because I I agree with with your statement that it doesn't feel like torture porn. But thinking back on it, I don't know why. Like, it is a movie that it revels in violence and, like... Because it's not people doing the violence to people. It I guess is, it's because nobody ta- is relishing in the violence Right, it's demons and they're having to... They're doing stuff out of survival or... Do stuff out of survival or they are not in control of their own bodies and things right. like that. Yeah, because it, it is over-the-top gore. I mean, like, when Mia rips her arm out from uh, from oh, under the man. car. you can... It's so detailed, too. Yeah. By the way, I think here's the here's here's the thing yeah, about this yeah, movie. The, yeah. Every single horror scene in this movie is so <clears throat> iconic and so full of indelible images that that is what what works so well for me. Like there, it is a movie that is so dedicated to being transgressive and to trying to shock you that I can't help but just absolutely, but but excuse me, I cannot help but admire it. And I feel like it's a movie where you can never really know what's going to come next, which is very unusual for this genre like you <laughs> except can, for the times where you can see what's coming next because you can see the shadow of uh the guy with glasses before you get the jump scare of him and in the background oh, you can yeah. see just enough of mia before you get the jump scare so mm. 
in a way you can see what's coming next i didn't i don't know <laughs> it, which is weird because i've seen this movie before and, st- and most of the jump scares still got to me and i mean god it's just so brutal but again <laughs> the things that make this movie amazing to me are not setting it apart enough from evil dead i think the plot premise does i think how sleek the gore is again is is great and there's so many things that i and it's well I and the thing too is it's, it. it's, it's showing just, you things you've never seen before in movies or at least if you've seen it before you've never seen it that way sure and that's i mean again that's what i like again again if you're if you are a horror movie person and you are just wanting to get into a movie that is going to is just like almost singularly dedicated to trying to scare you or shock you again i don't think you could do much better than this here i I think you can do better. But again, this this movie is really great. It's just, I don't, I want to love it so much more than I do. Mm. I, I said this to you before the podcast, and you're like, man, I don't think so, but I still hold to this. You could start the movie where Mia is um, saying, I got to get out of here, I got to get out of here, and she gets the keys and drives off. And when she drives into the lake and it uh, cuts to black, insert Evil Dead right there. So the pre-credit scene is them being in the cabin and her saying, I got to get out, driving mm-hmm. away, running into the lake. And then the actual quote unquote start of movie after the credits is her like running away from the lake and having that demon chase her. And you will have just as good, if not better of a movie, because all of those plot points at the beginning, which all matter this, in theory. They all have payoffs, though. Everything that they, happens they in the beginning of the movie theory, has a payoff. I don't think so. Absolutely. No. Five seconds of they're here because she's on drugs and the brother hasn't been around for a while. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, yeah, and the brother not else. being around for a while is is mostly what I'm talking about because the fact that he wasn't there and she doesn't feel like she can rely on him. And then the, the big it, like he has a big epiphany <clears> and <throat> it's kind of his redemption story when he's like, no, I'm not going to run away from this. I'm going to stay and I'm going to give my sister except rest. For the I'm fact going to give you, her peace. Except for the he's not trying to give her peace. He's trying to bring her back. It's more of he failed at it. No, because he's because what he succeeds. What he, but he thinks told, that he fails. He, well, he does try to bring her back. That's true. But but you don't see enough of him trying to be there for his sister. You have a few people saying you weren't here before. And again, like that's my issue. But you and have to because of the because the movie starts you, at the cabin. No, and you only it, have it like one time they mention it. And I think it comes across in his performance in the earlier I, scene. Anyway, I don't, don't want to get back so. get dragged back I, into I that. I think but. that you can I think that you can get just enough from a better performance. It, it really sounds like I'm trashing this movie. I'm not. I, there's so many things that I think are great. It just had the potential to be amazing. And again, I see where you're coming from. I just, I, I'm not bothered by it because I don't care that I don't care about all of those people outside of Mia. Mia is the only, Mia and David to a certain extent. Again, they're the only people I really need to care about to but she's understand the for most of it. Yeah. So, but so you don't even get to know enough about her and that's why david acts as the avatar and it, again it's about what is happening to her and how it affects the other people no or about how i anyway. i very much disagree so it's okay i think this movie is really really <laughs> it's good. not perfect but it, it is more, it is better the setup is better than 95 percent of every other movie in this genre the premise setup is the the <laughs> premise of the setup is great the execution of the setup to me falls short um well that's okay. And, and so even last thing that I'll say about it, this does not bug you, 
but it really, really bugs me when she says something at the very, very beginning when David first sees Mia and she's like, she says something like, well, holy shit, you actually showed up. And it's like, well, of course I showed up. I'm your older brother. The like having to state the relation, it bugs me more than it bugs most other people because most other people probably don't even notice. But for me, it's like a when was the last time that I had to point out to one of my siblings? Of course, there's emotional connection between us. We are siblings. Whenever you've been gone for 10 years. Like that's, nope. that's again, that's why, that's why I think I, it works because it's like, he's not only trying to reassure her, I feel like he's trying to reassure himself <laughs> that, that actually makes it better because it sells me on the fact I, that he was gone. No. That, that is, that is in my it, mind addressing one is, of the concerns that no, you had. That was worked for it, me. It is doing the thing that movies do of explaining to sure. the audience rather than a normal human interaction and like because you could have found out it that felt they normal to me it, it didn't to me feel it out didn't. Of place you could have found out that they were siblings in a different more realistic way like in the like in the evil dead you don't know uh that i forget the character's name you don't know that she's ash's sister cheryl sure i guess I it's cheryl. cheryl you don't know that she's his sister until way late in the movie when the deadite is saying something about like i'm your sister i'm your sister ah! like she's doing it to taunt him and you're like oh there's that's siblings. so unnatural though why would a demon know that i'm sorry I'm just i wish fun. that this podcast also, could see the look that i just gave i wish you. i wish it could too and, and in my mind like yeah. i don't necessarily think that makes it better i mean i don't know it's it, fine well for me. so in the evil dead why at any point in the movie would they need to say something to each other about the relationship of being brother and sister they wouldn't because because they're not estranged like in the sequel I'm I'm just saying it again. That's why I think the setup works. It's something that bugs me that does not bug other people. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Really quick, I I just wanted to mention this, uh, and then we'll close things out. (laughs) Um, I absolutely love, love, love in the Evil Dead, where earlier in the movie Ash is giving Linda uh, that little necklace. And, uh, like when she comes back in the room and his eyes are closed and like, they do that little thing where like, she's looking away and he opens his eyes and then she looks at him, he closes his eyes and you know, it's playful. It's dumb. Like, why would you do that? It's a weird thing to do, especially when he's like, Hey, here you go. It's for you, but it's fine. It feels very awkward. Teenagery. It's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I love so much that after she's a deadite and he's trying to bury her, they do that same thing again. So he's yeah. digging the hole. She opens her eyes and looks back at her and she closes her eyes. And God, so that. I love that it has that same playfulness, but now with trying to kill him. Yeah, it's, man. It, it is beautiful. And be, that is a perfect example of how to show the connection and how to show, oh, right, this must be gut wrenching because even when she's a deadite, there's still that little bit of playfulness. She's trying to, you know, not get caught in being a deadite, but still Mm -hmm. you don't have to have them say anything about how difficult it is for him to be bearing the girl that he loves Mm -hmm. because you get a visual representation of, you remember that cute thing they were doing earlier? Here it is again, but in a much more sinister manner. Mm -hmm. No, it's really great. I felt like Evil Dead was lacking that. The gore is great, but anywho. Hmm. All right. Well. I really like this movie. I'm wondering too. I if, really like it too. I'm wondering too. I just if don't love it. Part of the issue might be, um, like the script by Fetty Alvarez and uh, Roto. 
Syagus. They're not native English speakers. So I'm wondering, the dialogue is kind of simplistic. And I, I was reading too that like Diablo Cody, Maybe. of all people, did some script doctor work on this just to make sure that the uh, it felt like natural dialogue or felt like native English speakers saying these things. So I'm wondering if part of it is just because of the way that the script was written and and doctored. So I mean, and again, it's one of those things where it just it just doesn't bug me. I don't think it if if this had been a foreign movie. And the pre-credit scene had been playing more on like traditional Latin culture lore, and some of the things that they were experiencing were like diving a little bit more into you know like the spirits of loved ones d- dealing with grief. Like if it had pulled in some of that stuff, that I think also would have made it amazing. I, I just I, I feel like it could have been so amazing. Mm-hmm. It fell short on the drama. The gore is great, and I understand why it's so high on so many people's lists. It's just newer isn't always better. Well, I I tried to meet the movie on its own terms, and I sure. feel like it gave me everything that I expected and more. Um, I have an absolute I had an absolute blast. Like I I honestly enjoyed this movie even more this time than I did before because I feel like it, when I watched it the first time, I was still kind of a horror neophyte. Like I was, it was when I was still first getting into the genre, and I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. Uh, and I still had a really good time with it, and uh, and this time I'm just I'm just really blown away by how technically accomplished it is as a movie, and sure. how like from I mean again from as soon as she tries to escape in the car all the way to the very end, I was just like gripping my seat the whole time, and I do oh, think where it the is, movie should have started. I do think it is. J- I love how you just accidentally proved my point. No, because I no no no. Nathan. You you just said as soon as she gets in the car until the end, like I am just gripping the edge of my seat because just, that's yeah, when that's when you start caring. Well, no, it's not when I start caring. I was uh-huh. caring before that. Uh huh. I think that part works better because of the setup. Uh huh. Sure. But that's the part where the horror actually kicks in. I do think the movie starts off pretty tense based on the premise. I don't. Um, and again, I don't think that that later part of the movie would have worked nearly as well without the payoff that fine. you get, like the lullaby. I absolutely love the scene where she starts singing the lullaby from the cellar because of the way that they set that up earlier in the movie. And that like that is his emo- that is the point where he's like reminded of what they used to have. And that is the point yeah. where his character makes that turn and be, and is and uh, it it really it really works for me. It's so sure. good. Um, and yeah, so that's why it works. But yeah, everything it is just such a tense experience. It is so I don't know. It's so much fun. I, I so, love this movie. So how rewatchable is Evil Dead? <laughs> I think it's super rewatchable. I mean. It is a movie that, I mean, it's one of those things where I do feel like I probably have to be in a certain mood because it is so explicit and so shocking and so hard to stomach at times. Um, but yeah, it, it is one of those movies where if I am in the mood to watch a balls to the wall horror movie, then this is probably going to be one of the first ones that I think of maybe, you know, I might think of the original first, but uh, <laughs> just maybe. But uh, yeah, like I, I just love it. I I would watch it almost any time. So I could watch Evil Dead. Sorry, I could watch The Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, every single day. Obviously, for like practical reasons, like, you know, having a job and family, I'm not going to. But in terms of, of the desire and in terms of just the the sheer fun and excitement, I could watch uh, the original two every single day and never get sick of them. Mm-hmm. I, I have so many copies of Evil Dead. 
I, I mentioned this before. It's one of those movies. Sorry, The Evil Dead. It's one of those movies that whenever I go to pawn shops or thrift stores or whatever, if I see a copy of it and it's less than like five bucks, I, I pick it up. I don't even care how many versions of it I have. It, it is just always an instant buy. So The Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 Dead by Dawn, I could watch every single day. Army of Darkness, uh, probably about every month or two. You know, it's it's fun enough. I was really disappointed in Army of Darkness. <clears throat> I watched not, it for the first time last year and I was not It's happy. not as much fun. Like it. It's not as much horror. The fact that it is more of a fantasy, like it is a very, very different movie. But I could watch that one. Super yeah. sexist. Sure. <laughs> so bad. It has its faults. Um, but I could probably watch that one, you know, once every couple of months. Often enough, but it's also one of the ones that whenever it's on, it's just like, oh, yeah, Army of Darkness. I love that. All right. And just like have it on like while I'm doing other things. It, it's not like, you know, I have to be watching it when it's on. Evil Dead, the, the remake from 2013. 2013, right? That's when it came out? 2013, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, honestly, like maybe once every year or two, like it, it is rewatchable. It's just not super high on my rewatch list mm-hmm. because, well, it's not as good as the originals, which obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not going to live up to those. Better than Army of Darkness, though. It's <laughs> maybe I don't I don't. I don't I, and again, it's it's, it's weird to com- even compare because they're all so different from one another. It is it it is definitely a movie that I want to keep rewatching because I feel like the more that I watch it the less and less and less I will care about how much I don't care about the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'll just zone out until the action starts picking up and like, oh, yeah, man, this is awesome. Because I just I I want to care. I even went into this movie being like, I will care about these characters. I'm going to focus on reasons to care about them. I'm not going to get hung up with how I didn't love that aspect the first time. And I just couldn't get past some of the I'm your brother. I'm a teacher. I'm not a doctor. I'm a nurse. So weird. It did not feel unnatural at all to me. It felt super unnatural to me. But I feel like the more that I watch it, the it's not, less, I mean, it's not great. I, I feel like the more that I watch it, the less that I will care. Mm-hmm. Maybe at a certain point, it'll hit the uh, the level of like, man, they were trying, but ooh, just did not succeed. And that's where its charm is. But for me, that's not where its charm is because it could have been but whatever. Yeah, I'm repeating myself. <laughs> It's, it's rewatchable. Um, it is definitely a movie that, uh, especially if you're interested in like making a horror movie, I think is an absolutely amazing example of how to do practical effects and why practical works so much better. Oh, yeah. In, in fact, oh, God, another reason why I hate the beginning scene, it is a CGI fire. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I mean, you can't really set a person on fire. Yes, you can. They used to in the 70s. <laughs> Not if you're trying to do a close-up shot of their face melting, Nathan. Then Which that is, is murder. <laughs> <laughs> but the opening gore scene... It doesn't of, stand out to me as being... It's not bad CGI at all. To, it's, to me, it's really it, good. To me, it stands out to the point where that being the opening thing, I forgot about how much of the rest of the gore was practical because that... It almost sets you up to have lowered expectations and then it makes everything else better. Or it could have just not been there because I was like, oh, right. This was, uh, even though it was 2013, this is still like the early 2000s, like CGI gore. Ugh. Like, I, I was ugging it before it got to like the, oh, wait, no, right. They do practical stuff. Weird. Forgot about that. 
which is another reason that scene could have been cut and would have been a stronger movie. Anywho, I feel like the more that I watch it, the more I'm going to love it. Maybe since I've only seen it twice over the last 10 years, maybe if I watch it more, it will keep climbing my ranks to where I do put it in a top list of the last decade, but it's, it's fine. It is a very fine movie that I want to love. Oh, I'm sad that you don't like it. I didn't say I that I don't like it. I mean, I do okay, like let it. me let me rephrase. I'm I sad that you don't love, love it. it because I we're, think it's so we're going to really get great. into this with RoboCop where because my expectations for RoboCop were very, very low. I'm totally fine with the remake because it is just fine. I was expecting so it. <laughs> RoboCop. This movie is so much shittier than Evil Dead, but it's okay. But I like it. We but will I do, I mean, we'll get I, into that on, oh, on that episode where so I was bad. expecting RoboCop to be just fine, and it was just fine. You know, it's it's fine. And I wasn't expect it's 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 fine. Yeah. I don't have the issues with it because I wasn't holding it with a higher expectation. I, sure, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. It might be our next episode. I cannot speak today. Next episode. It might be. Or The Fog. Not sure which one. Uh, recommendations, Ed, if you like horror. I mean, we kind of already did that. If you are a fan of the Evil Dead series at all, I think it's a must-see. If you, Oh, yeah, totally. If you do not set your expectations for this to be a serious drama, and you want to have something that evokes the feelings that you had when you watched the original Evil Dead, I think this movie does a spectacular job of it. It doesn't exceed those feelings, but it does very much remind me of the same experience I had watching the first Evil Dead movie where it's like I'm just pinned to my seat the whole time and cannot wait and also am afraid to see what happens next. <laughs> sure. And and again, it is really good and I do really like it. I just don't Man, I forgot I, to mention there's so many scenes we didn't get to talk about because we were talking about the stupid ass <laughs> first 25 minutes. I don't understand why you got so hung up. I love the way because that they... That's the biggest I love the tree. I love the tree rape scene in this movie, even so much more than in the original. Actually, the way that they do that and how that's how she's possessed is so incredible, and it reminds me of Alien. And it, just oh, it's it so makes more good sense. and so unsettling. This movie's creepy as hell. Oh man, it's, we disagree a little bit. I legitimately was like looking around the room while I was watching this movie and getting freaked out at shadows on the wall. Like it was, I was watching this movie by myself after everybody had gone to sleep and I made the room dark and everything. And man, it's really, it's, I think it's genuinely I, very scary. I, uh, yeah. There, Especially, there, oh man, the scene in the cellar with the tongue cutting thing. Again, the uh, gore is amazing. The well, sound design, that that scene in particular. And the way she's like caressing Natalie in that scene is so, and, the, and just the lighting too, how you can only yeah. see like her face is just like partially lit and she's moving back and forth and you get, I don't know, like the way that it tries to also use your imagination against you, it doesn't always, like it's super gory and shows you everything, but it also is suggestive when it needs to be and makes it even scarier. I, man, I love this movie. I cannot believe you. I'm the, so sad that you don't love this movie as much as I do. So I am I. love this movie. I am very sad too because I want to love it because there are so many things about it to love. I'm sad that I had to just sit here and defend it the whole time instead and of gush about how much I love it. There, there are many things about it that I think are amazing. So good. The first part of the movie yeah. doesn't set it up well enough for me. If you want an I, Evil Dead I movie, want to. If you want a, if you want an Evil Dead remake, um, watch Drag Me to Hell because to me that is a stronger Evil Dead remake. Oh, and also I, we didn't really get into it a whole lot, but this is exactly what I want out of a remake. This movie does exactly everything. No, no we, talk, we talked of, about that at the beginning. No, we did a little bit, I guess, but in terms of just do being a remake and doing like I don't know, I. 
yeah it's it's a fantastic remake this is this is the this is a movie that i think is the template for how you remake a movie that is what we started with is this is a great example of a remake because of all of the things that it does well in terms of being different enough from the original not trying to be the original enough winks and nods without it being so blatantly like haha see us we're remaking the original ha 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 so yeah there are so many things about this that are absolutely amazing I just, I want to love it so much more than I do. All right. So in, any final thoughts about the uh, the Evil Dead remake? Um, it's great. Watch it. It, it is mostly want. great. Yep. We've, we, we, we've said just about everything that we could say. <laughs> I mean, we could keep talking about it because that's what we do. <laughs> we yeah, just keep true. talking. We probably will as soon as this stops recording. Yeah. We, we probably do. keep bringing it up on future episodes. It's yeah. Just, it, this is, at least this will replace our, uh, our, um, disagreements with the fly, maybe as as our uh, <laughs> as our featured disagreement of the next few episodes. I I, I do want to say this. I up. am so glad that we started uh, this year with Evil Dead because Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, you know, like those are two of the movies that made me. And mm-hmm. so being able to rewatch Evil Dead again mm-hmm. as a way to kick off uh, this this not only new year and new season, but you know, new podcast. It's a uh, I love it's it. a good way to pay respect to um, our history with the show, yes. my history in particular, I guess, because yes. we did bo- we did those movies when I first started as co-host, and we talked about eventually. I remember you bringing the remake up in those episodes, <laughs> we, and be like, "It's one of the, it's an example of, of a remake doing something wrong." I, I can't even remember what you said, but basically, it was the same. I don't care about the characters thing, but yeah, but, but we were like, "Yeah, we have to follow up and do this up, epi- do this sh- uh, f- this movie on this episode." <laughs> But so many other things about the uh, the movie I do care about. So even though I don't like the characters, it's it's fine. Yeah, I I love so much else about the movie. Yeah. Uh, now, it's okay that you don't have a heart, Nathan. No, it's because I have a heart. <laughs> you know, you know, we're doing the thing that we do. We're like, all right, we're done talking about this. Let's keep talking about I'm not, it. I'm not talking about. It. I don't know what you're talking about. At some point, we need to go and do Army of Darkness and. Uh, um, drag so, me to hell. Oh yeah, drag me to hell. Yeah. And then the Ash versus Evil Dead. I haven't rewatched Drag Me to Hell since it came out in what 2009. It's I great. I need to rewatch it. I remember oh, liking God, it, I love it pretty well um, when it came out, but I feel like I would appreciate it so much more now. So at uh, not Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, I haven't drag, seen that either. Drag me to hell. I absolutely love because I wasn't really expecting anything out of it. And it was like, oh, Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi again. Like at one point she fights a goat. Yeah, no, I feel like the, <laughs> so the awesome. first time I watched it, I, it. I was con- I was confused because it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. At times. It's basically like wh- where he did the Three Stooges routine in the Evil Dead movies. He goes more Looney Tunes in uh, Drag Me to Hell. That's what I remember about it. I love it And I remember so watching much. it the first time and I was like, this is so ridiculous. Yep. I d- why do I enjoy this? Yep. Like, I-, I questioned my- myself when I watched <laughs> it. <laughs> because that's Sam Raimi at his best. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, Evil, Evil Dead is is great. It's just not as great as I wanted it to be. And and again, the horror and like the, the things about it. The that, things that you want out of these kind of movies. The things that I want out of this movie are amazing. <laughs> the things that I was expecting out of this movie, it fell short on. But that's just my opinion. And yeah, I'm, I'm also really glad that we're starting with a movie that we have so many disagreements about. Man, I can't wait to agree with you next week. Not about the overall quality. (laughs) Like, I I think that we both agree, because I I, I do want to make that clear. I don't hate Evil Dead. 
I really, really like it. And I do agree that it is really, really good. Okay. We just disagree on the, the opening parts. Cool. All right. <laughs> Before we go, I uh, want to mention, um, even though it is just the, the very start of the new year, uh, submissions for the Knoxville Horror Film Fest are already open. So, uh, yeah, filmmakers out there, submit to Knoxville Horror Film Fest because it's great and amazing and I love it. And, uh, yeah, one of my favorite times of year. And another favorite time of year, we're, we're very shameless in the way that we do things, you know. <laughs> another favorite time of year is the Chattanooga Film Festival coming up in just three short months, April 16 through 19 in Chattanooga, obviously. Yep. I really want want them to do it not in Chattanooga. (laughs) We're actually moving the film festival (laughs) this year. We're going to move it to Cleveland because that's where the action is. I would love that. Cleveland, Tennessee, just to to clarify. Because when I say Cleveland, everyone thinks Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio? Yeah. Um, So I don't, they've not released a lot of information yet, but um, some of the things that I found out in talking with Chris and Bex and uh, other people involved this year is going to be so awesome. Uh, I mean, every year is awesome, but the things that they have planned for this year are definitely very badass, and I cannot wait till they actually uh, make these announcements public. Because, ooh, yeah, the, like the venue, oh, it's going to be a great venue. So looking forward to it. Can't wait. All right, uh, Eric, where do you want people to find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Chimerican, on Instagram at Chimerican Reviews, and on Letterboxd at Eric J A Y. And you can find me uh, and the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Video Monsters Pod. Right? That is our handle, right? Video Monsters Pod? Video Monster Pod. Video Monster Pod. Right. I knew that it was saying it wrong. Was this a, is this a bit? No. I, I really didn't know if you, if you messed no. up or if that was a bit you that, were trying to do. <laughs> that was me <laughs> genuinely forgetting. And when I said it, I'd be like, that doesn't sound right. Video Monster Pod. Yep. Right. Because Twitter... Uh, it, it wouldn't let me have video monsters. It was one, one character too long and video monsters. Poe just didn't didn't work. (laughs) I I like video monsters. Poe. No (laughs) (laughs) video monster pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and just do a search wherever you get your podcast for video monsters. And, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and keep coming back for more of our newer isn't always better series. Yeah. And like, give us some ratings and reviews. Yeah. I'm curious to know if this podcast is any good cause I don't listen to it. So I need people to <laughs> tell me if it's any good or not. So please. <laughs> Here is how much of the worst <laughs> Eric is. He left about uh, an hour into our Christmas spectacular episode this year. It was I was without there for an hour and a half. saying goodbye, uh, Nathan. There was a Santa Claus outside your house. I didn't want to say anything, but I was concerned that he was trying to murder you all. So I went on an adventure, and I don't want to talk about it. It was I had a, I had a rough night, but but I'm back and I'm better than ever. I didn't want to bring it up, but it's fine. I did listen to I did listen to the part of that episode that I was not on, and I was a little. I was a little upset that it took so long for people to notice that I that I that I was gone. But I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I understand. Yeah, I love how I'm like, not particularly we, memorable. We I just it. kept on going, and nothing changed when you weren't there. It was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it it was pretty great. Um, we probably should mention that we didn't actually finish our "Twas the Heist Before Christmas" series. We, we might come back around to that this year and do the other two episodes that we planned. Mm-hmm. And we might just deal with that. Eventually. I, don't, I don't know. 
sucks that we didn't do all the episodes we wanted it to. It does suck, but I have to say it was a nice vacation. Yeah. It was nice to not have to like try to cram movies into a really time, a small time frame and try to get things out. <laughs> By the way, you have a lot of but movies at, to watch for next week. I, but yeah, I know. But <laughs> at the same time, at the same time like it did like have me feeling really refreshed and ready to go in 2020 to just like dive into these movies for the podcast and maybe we can maybe we can keep things consistent this year. I that's I my hope new so. year's resolution. Yeah, I, I hope that people get to see us every Wednesday. All right. <laughs> That's been it for this episode of Video Monsters. I'm Nathan. And I am Eric. And remember, kids, um, I, I got nothing. I didn't have anything planned for this one. Um, you know what You know what I was thinking about but, when I was watching Evil Dead? You know how people like watching those pimple popping videos? Yes. You know how disgusting that is? Yes. There's the scene in Evil Dead where she's squeezing that black stuff out of her hand. Yes. And I was like, man, this is very satisfying to me. You're gross. It's really gross. I don't think I could handle actual pimple popping because that's just disgusting. But I kind of understand seeing that. Like it just, it just like there just felt like an immense feeling of relief. So nope. yeah. Um, nope. You do you guys. It's a new it's year. Gross. Just do what's good for you. If you want to watch pimple popping or, you know, people squeezing uh, black goo out of their hands. I don't nope. know wh- why this is where I went with it, but I was just thinking about that scene just now. You know, you could have just gone like with the title of the series and said, remember kids, newer isn't always better. That that would yeah. have been a more simple. Sometimes newer is better though. Sometimes it is. Newer is. And sometimes newer is better good enough. Yes. And not being better doesn't always mean bad. Yes. Sometimes it just means different. So be better in 2020. Hopefully, better is better than bad. Yep. <laughs> better is better than bad. Yep. <laughs> That's so profound. Yes. Hopefully, your better you're, you're is better rehired. than bad. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. <laughs> better being better than bad is enough to uh, keep you around. <laughs> God, <that's> so terrible. <laughs> All right, we're not sure if our next episode is going to be The Fog or RoboCop, um, but I am looking forward to both of them because RoboCop is one of my other all-time favorite movies. Dear Lord, I love that movie. Paul Verhoeven is just a, a, a satirical genius, and his re- the remake of his movie exists. It does. And The Fog. I'm definitely rewatching the Verhoeven movie, though. Oh, God, I didn't so watch good. Raimi's movie for this episode, but I'm definitely watching it's RoboCop. Rewatching RoboCop. I love it. It's got its faults. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. What's wrong with you? Are you kidding me? I'm just kidding. I haven't seen it in a while. The sound of Robocop walking is amazing. Are you kidding me? It's so bad. It's, it's, (laughs) although it does remind me of like the dude from, uh, what is his name? The dude from the Police Academy movies making the sound effects. That's what I love about it. Yes. So great. (laughs) All right. We have to go. So wait. Uh, Yeah. I I just want to clarify one thing. Yep. The remake of Robocop. Yes. Are we talking about Upgrade? No. We're talking about RoboCop. I wish we would do. We should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna watch Upgrade instead. No. no. And uh, and no. that'll be the remake of RoboCop. No, because that is not how this works. That's a much better remake no. of RoboCop. <laughs> Tell you what, if we have a chance, we will talk. Eventually, we will do a series of uh, kind of like we've done with the beginning, middle, and end, where it's this should be the remake. Ooh, I like that idea. Movies that you didn't know were remakes. Right. Where it's like, okay, this movie should have been the remake of Block. Kind of like how I've already mentioned a few times that Drag Me to Hell should have been the Evil Dead remake. Because it it so obviously takes place in the Evil Dead universe. Like, whatever that demon-y stuff happening, those Mm -hmm. are totally deadites. 
Probably. I don't. I, re- I don't remember that much about it. Just I watch, it, it. watch it as if it takes place in the Evil Dead universe. Will do. Yeah, and it's great. We'll, we'll do that series eventually. Yeah. The the should have been the remake series. Yep. So you out there in the listening audience, yep. <laughs> be ready for it because it might happen one day. And uh, yeah, go check out Chattanooga Film Festival and Knoxville Horror Film Festival and Frightening Ass Film Festival. All of those things happening this year. All of those things we love. It's a great way to end it, right? I was about to say we don't. I, I won't say anything. Else. But we are saying things. We should stop the recording now, right? Please do it. Please. Do. Should should we should we tell people uh, where to follow us again? Should we repeat that? Should we should we tell people to? But, okay, I'm leaving. Alright. But, but, but what if I want to keep talking? Oh. Now I'm sad, guys. I wonder if it picked up the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye.